0: FM to get started. Tonight, we've got Sarge, we've got the Agents of Shield colliding back together, but we've also got Professor X, a young, handsome Professor X with hair. So much to talk about. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now let the buzz! Begin. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. A little bit of a deja vu feeling here, but uh, I'm Christian Blatt, joined by Zia Anderson. I
1: know, didn't we do this just a couple of just minutes ago? Just a few minutes, ago. Like a few minutes uh, ago. For
0: those that don't know, we apologize. We're starting a little bit late for Marvel TV Weekly. We had to do a really fast Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show because there mm-hmm. was so much on that show that happened that we didn't want to leave the fans who were sitting there in the chat waiting for that show to start. We didn't want to leave them hanging. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a lot. It's a little double dip for uh, myself and Zia tonight, but uh, we hope everybody's here. And uh, we hope everybody joined us from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel. We are going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we just talked about it. So I think we should start off talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. <laughs> I wanted Sorry, it to well. sound like we were going to talk about Legion first, but uh, really we're not. Uh, so going under the assumption Zia, that people watching and listening to us right now didn't just hear us talk about this give us an overall thought of this episode it's season 6 episode 9 collision course part 2 of agents of shield
1: it was definitely a collision course part 2 yeah, um,
0: definitely part 2
1: <laughs> no i really liked it i was i was previously saying this that this show does a great job of answering a few of your questions and then giving you 20 yeah. more questions. So it kept me pretty much very interested through the entire episode and I liked uh, a lot of the character arcs and I liked how some of them started and how some of them ended and I mean really it's you you get really attached to people
0: yeah, it's very easy for people to disparage this show, but you feel like if they actually watch it, they understand how invested you get on these characters. Mm-hmm. And look, in the course of, what are we up to, like 120 episodes now, just the amounts of twists and turns and changes for the characters and, you know, characters who aren't on the show anymore.
1: Characters who are apparently lost arms. Characters
0: who have <laughs> lost arms. We're just
1: talking about that.
0: We have Clark Gregg playing a different character, or okay. so we think, or who knows exactly what Sarge is, is something we'll talk about. But But... And this was no exception. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the very surprising ending of the episode. But just a, along the way, there was so much. And, yeah, we learn a little bit about Sarge, especially when he's he's basically having a pissing contest with Azel. You know, like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to kill you more than you want to kill me. And I thought that that was pretty great, right? That the, was
1: pretty great. He was like, nobody's going to want to kill you more than I want to yeah, kill you. And I'm going like, to kill uh-huh. you,
0: bring you back to life so I can kill you again. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that that was just that was just great because these two people are, you know, I don't know how well they actually know each other, how long they've known each other, but they both want the other one to be dead. <laughs> and I said this before in the Agents of Shield after show. The fact that she's like, you know, it's too bad I'll have to kill you. Sarge is like, nope, I can't wait to kill you. I I love that. I love that about Sarge. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things to not like about Sarge, like the way that he took over the ship and, you know, handcuffed Mac and they, look, This is not a great agency to be one of the nameless people who stands around the main characters because you often get shot or killed. Uh, This lady looks like she pulled through. Yeah, she got
1: shot in the arm. (laughs) But the guy
0: downstairs (laughs) that was guarding Jacko and Pax was not so lucky. No. So, you know, you don't want to be those people. But again, uh, I really liked what we saw at Asarge, including Mac just relentlessly beating his face in. It
1: was a great fight.
0: And, look, Sarge got, got a couple good ones in. I'm going to say, surprisingly, maybe a little far-fetched. But if he's 100 years old, he's probably learned a couple moves.
1: He's learned a couple of moves. Mac is just, look, I'm not saying that the little guy can't win because they can. That's what jiu-jitsu's for. Just saying. Just saying. Um, but, but just, oh, just Mac has so much more reach on Sarge. Yeah. He has so much more reach. Like it's it's hard when I mean it's literally like he could go like this with his hand and and Sarge would be like <laughs> yeah. like swinging. Come on. Yeah. Come on. For anyone who's listening, when you we know when you're a little kid and you're and yeah. your your little brother or sister is trying to hit you and you just put your you hold your hand out and hold their head and they can't reach you. Yeah. I just I can picture that Mac doing, <laughs> that, Mac doing that to, to Sarge. Sarge. Yeah.
0: And thanks to Yo-Yo, he gets the keys so that he can of course take off his handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And he's really goading Sarge into losing his cool because he knows he's going he's gonna to basically kick his ass. And one of the things that he says is, I feel like I'm going to get my, my ship back before the end of the day.
1: Because he, he knows. Because he knows. He knows.
0: And then after after Sarge gets that whooping, he drops the line, which was so great earlier this season. It was the title of an episode. Mac just says, told you.
1: <laughs> he, he, and how great was that? Yeah, that was really nice. Like the shoes on the other foot, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel? now? Um, no, it was it was really good. I I really like also what we're getting or what we got with sort of the group that Sarge is in. Yeah. Actually I think it was um Evan Soto asked in the chat how you feel is a good question, how you feel about Sarge. Um basically not caring about anyone even his own crew yeah which he doesn't like they're completely expendable to him he even said it to snow snow bunny snowflake we will talk about snowflake well snowflake yeah exactly um that she you know he's like it's not personal and she is pissed so she it's funny how she kind of switched her allegiances there she's like oh i'm done with you sarge hello deke i love that um so, yeah, apologies also. My phone is, is, no, that's is fine. dying. I was trying to find a charger before I
0: came in. Uh, Jenna James in the chat points out that uh, getting back to that conversation between Sarge and Azell, she loved the that conversation. When he said that his memory was erased and he didn't remember his family, that was very suggestive. Best of all, though, was when Izelle said, you didn't have any memories. I
1: know. And I'm like, well, tell us more about that, please. But that's one of the questions they answered some yeah. stuff, and then they gave you that, and you're like, right. okay, great.
0: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So we so we have that, and I, I thought watching all of that play out, you know, uh, up in the sky, that was great. But uh, let's not forget that down in the truck, we have as the episode starts. They're still basically on the to titular (laughs) collision course and that part goes fine and the tower collapses and i guess everybody was hanging out around the tower they're gone now that's fine but the bomb doesn't go off thanks to daisy and in the earlier show jenna james again another shout out showing how much smarter she is than me Mm -hmm. because she did correctly observe that what Daisy did is she built like a little quake wall or a little vibration wall around it to keep it from the impact. So she didn't actually diffuse it. Now, one, what do you think about the fact that Daisy could do that? And two, what do you think about the fact that she needed to do it because Deke is incapable of diffusing an atomic bomb?
1: Well, for a genius, he sure isn't holding up his genius end of the bargain, <laughs> Mr. Deke, with your tech company. Um, no, it's actually kind of in keeping with his character. It yeah. was It's it's annoyingly endearing, actually, where I'm like, okay, fine. You're going to kill everyone, but you're still adorable. What is this? With your hickeys all over your neck. Oh, my yeah, God. I felt like
0: the hickeys got worse in this episode they than they They did. Were last he week, right? had three. Yeah. I guess they had, well, you know what? They had more more reason to celebrate, and in fact, mm, that was him. a great interaction between oh, Daisy and so May, where funny. she's like, it's horrifying. You mean Sarge's plan? I'm like, no, the two of them.
1: <laughs> what's happening literally yeah, what's happening right, right, right there. Over there. Um, was so funny, but I love that Quake was able Able to do that, and I knew something had to have happened because I mean, I could be wrong, they seem to kill characters off a lot, but I had a feeling they weren't gonna kill off May, Quake, no. and um, Deacon like everybody all at once. I feel like that would have been a lot, yeah, but I just and,
0: and, and I would have been disappointed, obviously, for those characters, but also, yeah. I, I'm not ready to say goodbye to Snow. I'm not no, ready for I'm snowflake. Not That's a snowflake I don't want to melt.
1: Thank I got, you. Very nice. Thank you. Very Thank nice. You. Those Thank are you. good one actually.
0: That's all right. Um,
1: well, I just I didn't think <laughs> of it. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of wouldn't mind even her being around next next season and just like wanting to murder everyone and and shield being like, no, 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 no we, we can't. can't. She's like, but there be these beautiful butterflies and they're like, no, d- snow, no.
0: <laughs> so of course the hard to watch uh, train wreck relationship between Deke and snow (laughs) did lead to something that we've all kind of been waiting for. Just, it did not happen in the way we expected, which was Deke telling Daisy that, that he has feelings for her, but, instead, he's just like, oh, no, honey, I know you're into all this, you're, you're, but I've moved on. You accuse her of yeah. having feelings yeah. for
1: him. <laughs> boy
0: boy meets girl. No, girl meets boy. Boy becomes tech billionaire meets different girl. Girl's feelings get hurt. And that was basically when she's like, we have to lock her up because she's a serial killer. Yeah. And he's like, no, I think we really know what's going on. And it was great. It was a great job by Chloe Bennett just looking at him. Just like. No, I don't know what's going on here.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's because she she's killed a lot of people. It's the murder? Yeah,
0: it's the murder. It's the
1: murder. It's, a ser- it's being <laughs> it's like, a serial okay. killer, which I thought
0: was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. So I, I thought that that was uh, actually very funny, but also true. She is a serial killer. And uh, Deke was just, her? No, oh, come on. You know, trying to, like. That was basically right. pleading her case.
1: I also love, and we didn't talk about this in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show, but I also love when she's in her little prison cell, which was actually pretty nice, and he brings in a big TV. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell is this? Like, the look on her face was kind of like, huh? Yeah. Because maybe wherever she's from, they don't have TVs.
0: They're probably going to binge, like, all ten seasons of Friends or whatever. Oh, I hope they, so. I they're, love that. They're going to be so excited.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's going to be adorable, actually.
0: Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed all of that, but... Uh, I'm glad that they dealt with the reality that just because Deke is making out with her, whatever he's doing with her, she still has to go to jail. She still what has to get locked I up. What I
1: do love, though, is how it do- it flies under the radar for a while. Like, mm-hmm. she is out amongst the parties. They don't immediately lock her up like they do with Sarge. Which is understandable that they would do that, but for some reason with her, they were just like, oh, everybody kind of overlooked it until, until Daisy brought it up and was like, hey, by the way, someone <laughs> should lock her up. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah we you're absolutely
0: right. <laughs> uh, we, got, uh, we got to see Yo-Yo in action. Uh, the the actual out-in-the-field kind of action. And then the other kind of action mm-hmm. with Mac, which is, I think, something we've all been waiting for. Uh, let's talk about the first part of uh, Yo-Yo's action. Uh, just uh, talk about how she kind of single handedly saved the Zephyr and everybody on it from Sarge's uh, tyrannical rule.
1: Yeah, she kind of did. Um, and I'm glad that they that they put that in there because it would be really unbelievable if she didn't do anything or couldn't do anything. Because she can she can move that fast. Like, a lot of, of... And I keep bringing this back to The Flash. I'm sorry. It's just such an easy comparison. Um, he
0: is super fast. He's super
1: fast. And a lot of the thing with The Flash is... I, I love that show. I'm a little bit behind. But it's... They have to kind of bring villains that will... Like, he has to fight at a lot of other speedsters. Because who's going to be able to match him? Yeah. Same thing with... It's sort of the same thing with Yogi. Like, you can't... She's too fast. You can't have... Like, there's... It has to be another speedster, otherwise she's just going to annihilate them, really.
0: Right, exactly, and that's why you know you figure out ways to slow her down, you figure right. out ways for her to lose her arms, but she's still fast. But she's it. still fast, yeah. and in
1: this, they're not equipped to handle that, so no matter what, she should have been able to take them all down, but I enjoyed that they did it.
0: Now, you're not as invested in the Yo-Yo and Mac relationship as the rest no, of us, I'm but not. we were happy, I, I, I'm going to speak for... Everyone in, uh, I forget, uh, our friend Zach Wilson had a celebrity couple name for them, but I actually, I don't know if it's Moyo. I think that's a decent one, but I feel like he had a better name Mayo. than that. Well, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was very excited to see it. What do you think about the way that that scene played out, Zia?
1: I thought it was cute. I mean, I just, again, I'm not invested because I, I haven't seen their relationship unfold. Um, but from the sounds of it, he messed up and pushed her away. Yeah. Is what I gathered from all of that. Um, she had an interesting rebound with the man who died, and now she's like, "Well, he's dead, so so I guess I'll go back to yeah, her, so I'll, where go, I was. So I'll go back to Mac." Um, I would really like to see what their bed session is like.
0: Whoa, hello.
1: I'm just saying because, like, dude,
0: well, I'm pretty sure uh-huh. that it's fast.
1: So, I mean, imagine those quickies. Uh,
0: yeah. But just think about (laughs) just think about how tough Mac is, you know, so I think it'll be all right. Uh, All right. So, you know, the episode kind of ways winds down in a way where it's like, "Ah, look, you know, we we basically averted the the Shrike. And thanks, of course, in no small part to Jacko, whom we give a lot of credit to in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show. A uh, little, little sad to see him make a sacrifice that it really feels like wasn't worth it.
1: No. And that line was just, that line got me. I was like, oh, he just, where he says, don't worry, I'm going to be a, don't worry, Snow, I'm going to be a butterfly. I thought that
0: was great. I was that was like, a God, that was really a nice touch. I yeah. thought that was fantastic. It
1: makes you actually feel something. Yeah. Like I was legitimately sad for yeah. his death because he seemed like an actual good guy. And in this episode, they did a really good job of having sort of confl- conflicting emotions where he's been hunting this monster, as they put it yeah. in, Isel for so long. And that's kind of their, been their number one objective. But he's really starting to not agree with a lot of Sargent's methods. And you see it in this episode where they keep telling, was that what your family would have wanted? And I And I know he... Well, he's still... Has loyalties to Sarge, and I think understands why he's doing the things that he's doing. He's still thinking about it more, and he's just like, "Oh, I, I just I don't like what's happening." And then you see it, and I really enjoyed that sort of crossroads. Um, and I think ultimately that's probably what led to him sacrificing himself. Or try? I mean, he did, but I mean,
0: he sacrificed himself. Unfortunately, he did not accomplish the goal of destroying the Zelle. Uh When we're watching the episode, yeah. I thought that she was still alive, and then when we see. The preview for next week, we know she's still alive. But before we get to next week, there's that crazy ending at the oh end of the episode. God. And I was mentioning this in the Ancients of Show, the After Show. I watch it on Hulu, and there was one minute left. I'm like, all right, this is going to be the credits. I should probably just click out of it and get back to my day. And I left it on, and it's a good thing I did, because May walks in and shoots Sarge. What did you think when you saw that?
1: What? Yeah, right, exactly. This <laughs> is What? Um, I love his what was his line before that too? It was something it's just oh, something real was, cocky and like, like-
0: it's like, all right, get this over. Oh, you, you don't like to talk. Get this over with. Yeah. So he figured that she was there to basically kick his ass. But know? I don't
1: think he even he was expecting that. He no. looked surprised he looked very before she surprised. then probably shot. Him, I'm guessing shot him in the head. Is what yeah. it looked like at the end there. So or-
0: until we saw the preview, uh, what were you thinking must have happened before you saw the preview? And then we'll talk about the preview, and then we'll move on to Legion. In oh, a moment.
1: I honestly just assumed that Iselle had gotten away somehow. I, I, really didn't think she was dead. I think it's it, too soon for no, that but to happen. did you think?
0: What did you did you think that May shot? Sorry. Like, you think that that was May, or did you think something else was happening there?
1: Oh, I thought something else was happening there. Yeah, because that's just out of character for her. I don't think that, like, I think as much as she hated him, she wouldn't have done that.
0: Right. No, no. I didn't think that it, it, it was as it seemed, but at the same time, I'm like... Man, if that's what that is, that's going to be crazy for the rest of the season. No. But then you see the preview and then you realize not only is Azell alive, now we know why Davis seems so sleepy. It seems like Azell possessed him or, you know, that'll get explained next week. And it seems like she also got May to do something that May doesn't remember because she's locked up like, you remember shooting Sarge? No, I do not. So what do you think we're going to see next week on S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: I think that it's possible that Sarge isn't dead. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of them... I think this... Maybe not a filler episode. I think some stuff is going to happen, but I think maybe a little bit of a filler episode. I think it's going to be a little bit of them kind of regrouping yeah. and trying to find Iselle and basically Fitz and Simmons, you know, them asking a lot of questions and, you know, figuring that whole thing out and going yeah. after her type deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've got four more episodes yeah, this season. That's a lot and to still. Yeah. Happen. And Eizel's, this plan that we knew she had heading into this episode clearly didn't work out. I feel like she's got a plan B and maybe oh, even yeah. a plan C and D. So. Yes. We Look at
1: how many of those little shrikes she's got.
0: Yeah, they're they're not all gone, right? I, so we will have to uh, see what happens with that. And uh, you can, of course, check out the Agents of Shield after mm-hmm. show. You can see the one that we just did, and then I also did one by myself last week. You can find those at After Buzz TV on YouTube or wherever you get the podcast version of these shows. You can find it all out there. But the hosts of the Agents of Shield after show, Tehran and Rachel, will be back next Sunday at eight Pacific. So if you mm-hmm. want to find it there, mm-hmm. you'll have episode ten to talk about. But what we're gonna talk about now is Legion chapter oh, twenty two. Hold on, I got it. Which you. I was you know pages <laughs> upon pages of notes like you always do. Hey, Legion which notes. was I thought very exciting to finally see, something that as series seasons one and two went along, I didn't think we were ever going to see
1: um, Professor Xavier. I know. I'm so excited. I'm like kissing. I'm like eating my mic. You're
0: about to eat the microphone. I was about to eat the microphone. (laughs)
1: Look, it looks delicious. (laughs) It does kind of look like candy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a little shout out to the uh, X-Men animated series, Goodness. which is very nice. Thank you, Ryan. And yes, so we get to see a young Professor Xavier. Uh, uh, so I think I think Harry Lloyd did a, a fine job. This is like even younger than Fastbender. Yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, McAvoy. McAvoy. As soon as I said it, I knew I was wrong. <laughs> I, I um, corrected myself. Everybody yes, should know. It's okay. In any case, uh, so just give me overall thoughts on, one, this episode, but also on Harry Lloyd's portrayal of Charles Xavier. Um,
1: this episode I, I absolutely loved. Yeah. I love the way it was pretty much mostly completely took place in the past, but they yeah. had just little bits of, of David and Switch sort of tied in from, like, the present time. Time works crazy in this, in all of this. Yeah, I still sure don't know does. if any of it's real. Um I'm not convinced that any of what's happening in this is Yeah, we'll, yeah, <laughs> is we'll dive real. into that in a We'll moment. get into yeah. it. Um, but it's, it's very... Um it was very good. I, I really liked it. I liked seeing the backstory of his parents. They sort of switched it up a little bit from the the comic iteration, which is fine. But it's in the comic iteration, he was treating uh, yes. Gabrielle, correct? Right? right. In this one, he's just another patient, right?
0: Which but is the, interesting. The thing that they stuck with, and we talked about this on the Legion After Show, which yes, is another show that I'm on, and yes, it'll be tomorrow night <laughs> at nine after another new episode. nine Pacific. Sorry, after but then another you can new talk episode about episode four, right? Exactly. We'll be able to talk about the next part, but. The fact that their story where they meet in a military hospital after World War II, we were all very surprised because that timeline does not add up. David is not almost 60 years old. So even if they were together, even if you give them like five, even if you give them 10 years of being together before they have David, which it did not seem that it was that long, he's still too old. So that poses a number of questions. When they basically, when she, when Gabrielle gave David away to the parents who raised him, his adoptive parents, did he somehow get put into the future? Or is this lending itself to that idea that none of this is really happening and it's all crazy, mind bending, weird theatrics and I that's just, why the time doesn't add up?
1: I would not be surprised if this was all taking place in David's head.
0: I said this Monday on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show. Did you really? Nope, sorry, on the Legion after show. I do too many shows. You
1: do too many shows. They're all Marvel.
0: (laughs) That's true. But if the series ends and David is sitting in the hospital from Mm -hmm. season one and he has imagined the whole thing, I'm going to do what I can to flip this desk over and (laughs) storm out of here and I don't want to talk about it. I will never want to talk about the show again. It'll be the way, you know, you know I, I don't know if you watch Lost or not, but when people watched Lost, everybody loved Lost. And except for like 5% of the people, after the finale, people hated Lost. They didn't want to talk about it anymore. They couldn't believe they'd wasted so much time on it. Oh, I
1: remember. Yeah. I watched the first season and that was it because it was after that. It stop. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I just obviously I didn't watch past that, but I was like, they're not going to go anywhere with this and I know that. <laughs> yeah,
0: they had no idea where they were going. They lied about where they were going. But yeah. anyway, that's a different um, show. That's good. It, I, it's not good it's not no it's awful good. no 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 that, that finale was terrible this is it is the most the most disappointing finale it's not the worst finale but it's the most disappointing because the show had been so good up until that point uh, but the if episode. they do this on legion where it's just all in his head which we is riot. basically saint elsewhere where it, that's an older show it's a show in a hospital but the the season series finale of that show was an autistic boy had a snow globe of the hospital and he imagined the whole thing, and that is actually the worst ending for a show. <laughs> this show wasn't that good. It wasn't my kind of show, I mean, oh, but it's God. such a terrible idea. And this is basically that. It's so basically if they that. stand elsewhere, this show, I'm going to stand elsewhere. At this desk.
1: <laughs> and I, I will there's, help you. By the you. way, there is
0: no way I can flip over this desk.
1: I'll help you. We'll do it. We'll and I'm not. Gonna,
0: out. I'm not going to throw my laptop. So basically, what's going to happen is I'm going to spill a drink. And that's not going to be nice. Well, because I'll have to
1: throw a chair at home. Like okay. if it happens yeah. at home, I'll probably I'll pick something see, up and I'll throw it. I'll be watching
0: it. it right out there oh, because okay. I watch it out there and then and we then do the show do the afterwards.
1: Show. Well, then I will text you a, a video <laughs> I mean, of me throwing something, perfect. and so, Nick can video it. The point,
0: Wait, hold on, in, real, real quick, yes. guys. I really do think we should record you guys watching the last ten minutes of the show. Just, just, just to in case. That. Just well, in we case. We will not be watching it together, but we could. Well, we
1: could. We could just record it and then splice it together. Maybe that would be fun.
0: That That's would be a fun. great idea. I think that is a great idea. That is idea. a really we good idea. Okay, so
1: let's do All that. Right.
0: But this episode uh, it lends itself a little bit to that. But what I liked about this show is that it's not afraid to do things like this episode, which it also did mm-hmm. in the season premiere, which is... We didn't even hear David for about half of this episode, mm-hmm. and then we start to hear him a little bit, but we don't even see him until it's almost over. I
1: just thought it was a flashback episode, yeah, and they was, did it very well. This
0: was really a Charles Xavier episode, which yes. I thought was great, and look, it's a little bit of a treat to get Professor X, you know? I mean, on uh, a show that where we thought we were never going to... I thought I the only X we were ever going to see was in the logo for the show, you know? And, well,
1: I always like how they do Legion, though. When the the Oh, how they write yeah, it out with, like, blocks, and the box, they always the do stuff. Yeah, that was that great. great. Um, so...
0: The we finally get to see him, and we get to see him meet David's mother, and it's Gabrielle Holler, and it's it, it is the story that she was from one of the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. She was catatonic. Charles goes in there, tries to help her out, all of a sudden she's awake, you know, all this. So I thought watching their their love story was very sweet. It
1: was a very sweet. It made me really want cherry pie.
0: Yes, absolutely. I
1: looked awesome.
0: Right. And if this were the old days, I would have uh, been able to queue up Ryan with a warrant cherry pie. But uh, instead, Jeez, you'll just have yeah, to.
1: Cherry there pie. you go.
0: Thank you. <laughs> That's fine. Anytime. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, cool drink of water. What a sweet surprise. Yes. But. The thing about all of it was that it was a little bit mind-bendy, as this show often is, yeah, because that, she's though. obviously got her problems, and uh, Charles was having his problems just sort of figuring out who he is and what he can do. It's all right. It seems like his abilities are still very new to him at this point.
1: But he still has a pretty decent grasp on them, just how he got them out of the of the hospital.
0: Yes, he's able – by that point – but I, I, I really wanted to get your thoughts on – there's a sort of a flashback thing where he ends up in a tunnel – and there's a German soldier, and he mm-hmm. uses his ability to tell him to kill himself. He does, and I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a very killgrave approach to using your your mental powers." And what did you think about that? I
1: think that it was an act of desperation yeah. for him. I mean, obviously, he's literally in the middle of war right now. Yeah, um, and that was that was uh, I think an interesting way for him to kind of become afraid of his powers. Yeah. Which actually pay uh, is you know pay, pays a lot of attention, makes a lot of attention with Professor X. Just as a character in general, he's always very cautious with his powers and very aware that he can do things. I think that are unsavory and also kind of impolite how he is with. He, he even mentions that going into Gabrielle's mind that he he knows that he can do it, but he doesn't like to pry. Yeah. He's like, it's just I don't want to go. I want to let people have their privacy, Um, even though he still goes into their mind. But he did. He just goes there to look
0: around. Yeah, it's it's like going to a museum. You don't touch the paintings, but you like to look at them and see what's going.
1: Really hard not to if you could read minds. Could you imagine?
0: Oh, I just read your mind. That was very dirty and very inappropriate, but not, <laughs> well, surpri- but not surprising. Yeah. In any case, the uh, the interesting thing is that you feel like when Charles is just a little bit older, if he's in that same situation, he's able to just tell someone, stop, yes. not go kill yourself.
1: Right. I think so that that was sort of just That's
0: the- what I liked is that we're seeing such a young and, as you said, desperate Charles Xavier that he doesn't, quite know how to navigate those kind of situations. And honestly, even though he's intending to go into Gabrielle's mind and try and help her, I'm sure that there potentially he could have done a lot more harm than good. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the key – oh, and by the way, Jenna James getting a lot of shout-outs tonight. She says, David is a lot older than he appears. Because of his powers, he's able to slow his aging or just appear a younger age. This is why he looks like an old man when he appears next to his crib right before his father banishes him back to the present time, which is a quote from that. Oh, snap! At the end of- so it is – it, It's a great observation, and I would like to see that. If that comes to fruition, I'll have to remember to give Jenna the all the credit on that.
1: Yes. And, that is fantastic.
0: But let's talk about what leads up to that moment when Professor X sends David back to the future. So back to the future. I can't believe I even said it. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway, the, the, the house is haunted as far as Gabrielle can tell. Yeah, haunted. And it's legitimately got the presence of the Shadow King. It's got the presence of Farouk mm-hmm. in there. But the worst part about this, she's also haunted and being driven crazy by David trying to warn her. Yep. So I wanted to know what you thought about sort of the fact that David is doing, I think, more harm than Farouk was.
1: I think it's – I also think it's possible that he, in a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy, is what caused that to happen. Yeah. I think he drove his mother
0: crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think so too. I think it was a combination between that – It's interesting because she did mention that she feels like she feels something good and warm watching over her at night when she sleeps, which was that David
0: or was that Farouk? or was that, which is what we're supposed to ask throughout the whole season, right? It's who, you know, who's the bad guy, who's the really bad guy and who's the more good than bad guy. Is it Farouk? Is it David? I am always going to stay, say that it's David and stay on David's side. I, I, I can't. Too. I can't see Amal Farouk. Uh, maybe it's because I know the character a little bit more from the comics. I'm just like he is not good no, in any an way. There are no redeeming qualities. Horrible. And Professor Xavier even says it. He's excited to go off to Morocco to meet to meet Amal. He says Farouk. he's a monster. And he leaves a, he, when he's talking to Gabrielle on the phone. He's just like it's just, he's not like me. Yeah, he's a, he's a monster, and. It's it 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 all sort of references when we first really see the embodiment of Farouk in the comic book version, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe is on *X-Men* 118. And there's a great there's a great fight between Professor X and the Shadow King on the astral plane. And a nice little shout out: there is a, a young girl who tries to pick Professor Xavier's wallet out of his pocket, who is of course Aurora Monroe, who grows up to become Storm. But she's a little girl in that story. So it's a uh, it's a very cool. I little only moment. vaguely
1: remember that. Yeah,
0: well just put, add it to the reading list. Oh, but yes. it's a, so anyway, that's sort of basically so as I'm watching this episode, I'm like, I know where he is, I know what's going on, I know who tried to steal his wallet. So it's like it's it was like very much a, a comic tie-in that they probably weren't working that hard to do, but I get excited for those kind of things. Oh, no, that's great. So we see that Charles gets home. And does indeed send David back to what is his present, but it was Professor Xavier's future. And he's tried so hard to warn her, and I think does more harm than good. Mm -hmm. And it really took a lot out of Switch, though. And I wanted to know what you thought about the way that David reacted to the fact that Switch was just just needed to sleep, and it really took so much out of her.
1: That was that was a bit of a bummer. I, I it's hard because I sort of I understand it's desperation. That's that's it was happening right now, but the thing is, it already happened. It doesn't matter when you try this again; you're going to go back to the same point. Yeah, and I just it was it was kind of disheartening where I was like, dude, come on, you, this poor girl. Which it, it's interesting. She has to take a, or does she just lose a tooth every time she goes back?
0: Well, I think that. And we talked about this on the Legion After Show on Monday. In the previous episode, the tooth is a little bit... It it hurts a little bit. It's a little bit like... She's wiggling it. Now this time she's done enough where she actually takes the tooth out. So it's taken that much out of her. So my theory is, well, what she can like go back in time thirty one more times and then she's going to die and be out of teeth.
1: Be out of teeth. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, but for the love of God, man, let her rest. Yeah.
0: It's like if (laughs) you're going to go back in time, you're going to go back to the moment you left from. You could go like a year from now. Calm down, buddy.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter when you try this again. Um but he's just freaking out cuz to him it's all happening right this second even though it's a uh, David it's already happened. Um yeah. so that was like dude come on. Um back to Harry Lloyd's performance though. Yeah. I just really wanted to quickly say I really thought he did a good job and I know that he's British so it's not the accent it's just the cadence and the way he says things. Yeah. To me felt very Professor X and I was like oh I really I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. Yeah,
0: and there was, of course, a a nice nod to the fact, you know, David even says, like, it must run in the family. Uh, I I took a note when I was watching this that uh, Noah Hawley, the creator, well, the adapter of this story for Mm -hmm. television, the guy who did the TV version of Legion. Clearly, like, romanticizes mental hospitals because David and Sid meet in a mental hospital and we have Professor X and, and Gabriel meeting in that mental hospital.
1: Yes, he does. And also another note that I took with in that mental hospital was, um, were they ever that nice?
0: No. No, no, no. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean. I feel
1: like that that's, like, do especially back then. They're, they're not nice now and they were worse back then.
0: One of the uh, things that we talked about Monday on the Legion after show that uh, I need to ask you, though, uh, we have the representation more from season one. But we saw a little bit in season two of sort of the the angry boy, the doll. And we see that super creepy doll that Gabrielle gives to baby David. And I'm sorry, it looks like Hitler.
1: Yes, it does. Why are you giving your baby a Hitler doll? I know. That's- w- you came from an internment camp. Right? Why do you have a Hitler doll?
0: I I, I, I don't know. I, I just it, It's a nice callback visually for the show, but I'm like, well, this is horrifying.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's what Nick was saying. Like, why do you have that? And yes. why is your hand in the box with it? Like, what is happening right now?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why would you have it? Uh, so... I don't know. I think that we got we really got a lot out of this, though. And uh, there is, there's just a lot of cool visuals all the way throughout. And they're, the first time we see kind of Farouk kind of showing up, it was like almost like the opening of a TV show. Sort of like he had his own theme music. I thought yes. it was all very cool. And it's it,
1: so interesting how we kind of get the vision that we see of the Shadow King in David's mind sort yeah. of out of when he's always out of the corner of his eye or lurking. is very different from the Amal Farouk that I guess as a human version of him, yeah. I, it's very, it's interesting. It's those two different versions. Um, you don't really see the human version that that we have in the comics. That's not.
0: No, the, the human version you you see a little bit in the comic that I mentioned, which, again, I think is Uncanny X-Men 118. Okay. I, I try to be pretty good about memorizing that stuff or just remembering it from 30 years ago, but it, it's right around there. There's Something a, there's like a flashback story. Uh, so this episode was essentially a Professor X origin story, even more so than little bits of what we saw in X-Men First Class, where there's a flashback to a younger Charles running into Raven and the— Kitchen or the pantry, or whatever. So, that and the fact that we still don't have Sarge's origin for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. led me to a fun topic for the remainder of the show, which is. Best Marvel Origins. And there are going to be a few choices between the two of us. We've got a few. I think we have the same number one, but uh, I want to let you go first. We're going to do three each. So if you're watching live in the chat, let us know your favorite Marvel Origins story, and we'll try and shout it out before the episode's over. If you're watching the archive version, you can leave those comments on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, or Go ahead and tweet it at us, and we will try and get to those next week. So, for you, what is your number three Marvel origin?
1: My number three is Captain America.
0: Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Skinny kid. I know. Not fit for the military. Mm -hmm. Becomes a super soldier and...
1: Saves the world. He brings back half the population, you guys. But
0: not only that, he's America's ass.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's a great one.
0: I'm going to defer to you on that. But you know what? Honestly, yeah. It's yeah, a come good, on. So it's a great ass one. He gets a look at right
1: that suit. And he gets a look
0: at it. Uh, for me, uh, number three on my list, for those watching on YouTube, you can see him on my shirt. Ooh. It is Matt Murdock, Daredevil. Just the That's fact. It's such a simple. Look, a lot of these origins from the 60s are, are fairly simple. The fact that it's a, it's an accident. It's a truck accident. He gets hit with a chemical that blinds him, but it also heightens all of his senses I thought it was just sort of a cool, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a very like, I don't know, like a Faustian bargain or something to kind of get it a little bit exaggerated importance, but just this idea of you lose this one thing, but then you get so much more back. Right. I think it's just sort of a very poetic sort yeah.
1: of... Speaking of which, yeah. if you could do what... That's a good question. If you lost your... Would you lose your sight to be able to get all the other senses that Daredevil uh, has? I'd really
0: like to see. I know, right? And he can sort of see because he senses the vibrations and things right, like but that. but you
1: can't like watch TV? No. Yeah. I, like I mean, you wouldn't TV. be able to
0: watch us right now you wouldn't be able to watch legion or agents of shield mm-hmm. and then talk about it on the show you'd have to listen to it exactly which i'm sure there are people that didn't get a choice that aren't able to see so they choose to listen to shows like that but i'm being giving the choice and i <laughs> yeah, want to be able to see <laughs> because if i can see and not hear i'll be able to read the closed captions so I I feel like I don't want to be Daredevil. Is if that's what you're that's asking? That's
1: basically what I was yeah. asking. Yeah. So I also, no. the answer I'm that also that is not no. smart
0: enough to go to law school, so I really can't be Matt Murdock. That's Who also true. Is your number two?
1: Uh, my number two is actually Venom.
0: Right now, this is there. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of finer points in the Venom origin because we first meet the black suit, the symbiote that becomes Venom. I guess chronologically it's Secret Wars number eight, but we first see it in, a, in Amazing Spider-Man 252 and Peter realizes I got to get rid of this thing in 258. Thank you, Mr. Fantastic, for figuring out that, <laughs> that uh, you know, basically sonic waves uh, scare it off of him and they're able to get rid of it. But you're talking about when it becomes Venom.
1: When it becomes Venom, right? And when he basically, I guess, when he finds Eddie Brock, which yeah. is kind of the more well-known sort of origin. Right, story. that's
0: the part where it becomes Venom. Before that, it is just the it's black just costume. A, right, it, it is a symbiote. It's still the same. It's the same life form, but it hasn't mm-hmm. merged with another human at to that point. To become to become Venom, right? Right. So, so
1: I do love that. I do I love, love that Venom. too.
0: And Venom, I. I When Carnage came along, I was like, no, we already have Venom. I'm sorry. There's not enough room in my heart for you. It's a very different character. but I am
1: actually okay with Carnage. I love Carnage, too.
0: Well, if we get Carnage in Venom 2, and it is Woody Harrelson, who we saw there, I think that'll be great. Mm -hmm. So for me, number two origin is Wolverine. Now, you'd think he's a mutant. That's not a great origin story. However, I'm talking about when he goes from Logan into Weapon X and becomes Wolverine. Ah, okay. So, being in the tank and mm-hmm. having adamantium infused into his so bones he didn't have adamantium before. The clo- the claws that it turns out he already had, so he had the bone claws, mm-hmm. and the fact that his healing factor is the only reason that the adamantium bonded to his skeleton didn't kill him or the process didn't kill him. I thought – I think that that's just such an inventive thing and it's been told a few different times. There was I think a 10-part Marvel Comics Presents story that seems to be the definitive version. As bad as X-Men Origins Wolverine is, they did a decent job in capturing the visuals of that story from the comics of like how he goes into the tank and he actually gets the adamantium and uh, all of that. So – I think it's very cool. The fact that he has the healing factor and he ages slow, sort of something that Jenna mentioned about David, it, and they did retcon this a little bit. They decided that he was born in the 1850s and he's just a lot older. I think it's kind of cool, actually, yeah. that he, you know, he, I, so I think he fought in the Civil War and World wow. War One and World War Two. It's well documented that he fought with. Uh, Let's see, he fought with Natasha Romanoff, he fought with Captain America, and I think I'm forgetting other people, but uh, there were a lot of people that uh, he was able to team up with during World War II. Let's watch
1: that movie. Bring me that. Please.
0: There, I, I, I might be. No, I'm not wrong. There was an episode of the animated series that was a flashback to Wolverine and Cap in World War II.
1: Oh my God, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's late.
0: It's late in the series, so maybe. Wow. Maybe you'd found a hobby by then, or maybe you were like outside <laughs> having fun. And
1: it's possible I did do that a lot. Most likely, you were partying.
0: But anyway, uh, so whatever it was that kept you busy, maybe you didn't see it. Anyway, let's move on to our number one origin. I guess we agree on this, right? We do, yeah. It's hard to top being bitten by a radioactive spider. I
1: know! <laughs>
0: how could you not? How could you have anything? That's right, yes, with great power comes great responsibility. And
1: that's one that I would take, by the way.
0: Oh, the, yeah, the To get
1: those, yeah. The
0: proportionate strength of a spider, He yeah. doesn't
1: give much up.
0: No, I mean, I, and honestly, it makes his life better. Uh, there yeah. was a question earlier in the chat. The thumbnail for this episode is uh, a Steve Ditko drawing from Amazing Fantasy fifteen of Peter being bitten by the radioactive spider, and I think it was Ivan Soto, said, I didn't know Peter wore glasses. Peter wore glasses for, like, the first, like, five pages he was a character. Well, yeah. And then once he's bitten by the spider, he doesn't need glasses anymore because his eyesight's better. Well,
1: it's just, they, they actually show that in yeah. the for the first Spider-Man that we got. He, he couldn't, he, could, he was, he was yeah, confused. Yeah, the, the he first
0: can't... Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah he, he put like, the glasses on. The glasses. And he, yeah, he
1: took them off, and he's like, whoa, what the hell? And, yeah, they showed that.
0: So the being bitten by a radioactive spider is of course a very sixties way to give somebody superpowers. Right. You've got cosmic rays for the Fantastic Four, you've got gamma rays for Bruce Banner, but radioactive spider. But it's bigger than just that incident. It is the sound drop we heard of with Great Power From his Great Responsibility. Great power. Comes great responsibility. Exactly, Thank Toby you. Maguire. Thank you,
1: Toby. Yeah, very clearly, that. Toby, you, Toby That is not Andrew <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> no,
0: no, and that is not Tom Holland. No, and that is not any of the various voices from the animated we'll series. Always
1: have a soft spot in my heart for Toby Maguire, Spider Man. He, he
0: was our first uh, was our his first, first Spider Man, and as I've said, I don't think I said it on this show. I still, I have to rewatch it, but I still think that my favorite Spider Man movie is Spider Man Two, the one with Doc Ock. I still think that's my favorite one, and that's a Toby. It mm, was a so, great one. So it's it's hard to say, look, you can pick a favorite Spider-Man, but for me, it's hard to say that I don't like any of them. I think that Andrew Garfield was probably my favorite Peter because of his relationship with Gwen Stacy. I love those scenes. But back to the origin story, the fact that he gets these powers and he decides, like, great, I'm going to go into business. And it's such a tragic – it's it's like a Shakespearean tragedy that Stanley probably wrote in the course of like under an hour. Mm-hmm. This idea that he could have stopped this guy, but he's just like, why do I have to bo- bother doing anything with this? And then that guy breaks into the house and shoots Uncle Ben. And the fact that he could have done it is the reminder that with great power, comes great responsibility. I try to say it fast. I can say it faster than Toby.
1: Five times fast.
0: Yes, but – I don't know. I to me, it's it's just such a it, it it's almost like a Twilight Zone sort of a thing. It's such a. It's such a stark reality. Uh, Tony Stark, I didn't mean <laughs> it. But it's such a harsh lesson that he had to learn. And it, it really shapes, the, you know, as mu- as much fun as Spider Man is, as silly as he tries to be, his career as a superhero starts out of tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, sort of, about that aspect of Spider Man's stories?
1: Well, without that, we wouldn't have Spider Man because I wholeheartedly believe that he would have just gone on to be a wrestler. He just would have yeah. kept
0: wrestling. He's yeah. been a
1: famous Wrestler and just had fun all the time. I mean, something else maybe could have come along where he felt bad, but I, you're right. That really it shapes who he is, and I don't think that we would have had a Spider-Man without that moment. So, as sad as it is to see Uncle Ben die, sorry Uncle Ben, you kind of (laughs) gotta.
0: Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, We've got some great origins uh, in the chat. We're almost out of time, but I want to give a shout out both Incan TV and Ghost Eighty Three Eighty Six. Give a shout out to the Silver Surfer. Incan TV also mentions the Fantastic Four. Ghost 8386 also mentions two Ghost writers, Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze right. is the one I'm familiar with. Same. Let's see. And Ivan Soto, best origin story, Sky becoming Quake in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Tony Stark becoming Iron Man, Tandy and Tyrone becoming Cloak and Dagger and Cloak and Dagger, on the TV series, it was really interesting sort of turn of events that that happens there, where they both end up at, on the beach as kids, as opposed to, and they made fun of it on the show with basically like synthetic heroin, essentially I is what did the it.
1: Synthetic heroin, yeah. storyline.
0: Uh, well, I, I knew you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jenna James likes Galactus, and oh. she also agrees that Spidey's the best one though. Rogue discovering her powers in an unfortunate way. She does. Uh, she's making out with a boy named Cody Robbins, yeah, and then her real mind. Yeah, her. yeah. So uh, she almost kills him. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's less about the fact that she was born with her powers, but like when they manifest themselves, right? And you definitely run into problems like that. Yeah, know? absolutely. So uh, Deadpool, yeah, <laughs> and John James just says that all the runaways. So that's a lot, but Deadpool is story, great. Yes. Anyway, keep these coming. I would like mm-hmm. to continue this conversation in the weeks ahead. Uh, Now, next week, we, I believe, will be on at this time, but if we're able to do the show a little earlier to uh, accommodate somebody's schedule, because somebody at this desk, not me, is going to be at Comic-Con.
1: I'm going to be at Comic-Con.
0: Very excited. I'm so
1: excited. And if
0: you're not able to join us on this show, I'm probably going to make you record a video and send it to us. Okay. I, I'm going to at least, I can't make you do that, but I will ask you to do that because there's going to be a lot to talk about.
1: I am going to work my hardest to get my and, butt into Hall H. So. And
0: people are going to want to know what's going on at Comic Con. Yeah. And a great way to find out is to follow you on Twitter, which I know you don't use a lot, but this would be a time this to use This is Twitter. going to be a
1: time for me to use Twitter. I'm going to do some Twitter. I'm going to do some Instagramming live. I'm going to do some videos. I'm going to do as much as I possibly can there. So definitely um, Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Lan. That's XIA underscore land. I'm going to try to get as many pictures and videos of awesome cosplays as I can, too. So many Spider-Mans. It's going to be really fun. I'm so excited.
0: And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at... Christian DMZ Ghost 386 also says Luke Cage and Iron Fist both have cool origin stories. Just wanted to get those in there. Uh, And as I said, tomorrow night, 9pm Pacific, the Legion After Show here after Buzz TV. We will be back on this show next Sunday. Until then, Excelsior. (laughs)